Woo, the Spirit of God was here. Thank Him for being here. You know, life is filled with choices. This is a message that I had not planned to share today. It's not going to be long. It's hot out, but it's something that God said that we need to know. So if you're in the wellspring, if you're in the branch, I think you would do better if you'd come in here and really listen to this message or listen carefully if you're in there. Every day when you get up, you have to choose. And that in itself is a tremendous warfare. Choosing involves your mind, your will, and your emotions. You're going to have to determine as an act of faith to choose this day whom you will serve. And as days get harder and harder, the choices, I think, should become easier and easier for us. And something happened a couple of weeks ago, and I just want to share what happened. I want us to get to that place but I want, us, I want to remind us of what this year is about. You are in a war over divine recovery. And the enemy would love to hit you every day with setbacks. Now, you have got to realize you have an adversary. You have an enemy that does not want you to recover all. Several of my books explain how the enemy manifests in five different dimensions. And we have to learn that this year particularly, there's a war against your divine recovery. And some of you younger people, those of you graduating, you, you might be thinking, well, I haven't recovered all. Not till you look up into heaven and see all the blessings that your bloodline has lost. And be aware of how much stored blessing is in heaven that you have access to you. When you do that, you're going to say, I'm going to recover all. Now, God has an order for recovery, restoration, prosperity, and breakthrough. You're going to have to recognize his glory every day as you walk. See, that's what he told Joshua when he sent him into the promised land. And now think about, let's just talk the way the Lord would talk. I've been waiting 476 years since I met Abraham to finally find a group of people. Now look at somebody next to you and say, sometimes he waits on the whole group. (laughs) 
It ain't just about you sometimes. Sometimes it's about the whole group and one person can hold you up. And just think, he looked at Joshua and said, I've been waiting 476 years to finally find somebody that can lead somebody. Somebody, Alaric, somebody that can lead this group into the promise I've been holding from heaven. And every place their foot steps, glory's gonna come out of them. Now, with this, you need to know this is a year of kingdom war. It's not about church war, it's about kingdom. You're gonna have to think kingdom. Uh, you're part of a kingdom, not, not a church. Uh, not, you're part of a kingdom. And, you know, I'm rereading, Pil- I just finished a book yesterday uh, about kingdoms in war. It was a secular book. But I'm, reading a, I'm rereading Pilgrim's Progress about, uh, about a, the kingdom. It's about kingdom. And you have to think kingdom. That some way or another, kingdoms are ruled by a king. And in that culture of that kingdom, we have a role to reign. Look at somebody and said, oh, you called to reign. Now, this year... If we make it through, look look at somebody and say, we got to make it through it. I'm trying to be realistic here. Say, he won't fail. So you come up a notch. Tell somebody next to you. Now, there's this kingdom shift occurring in the world. Now, what does that mean? That means heaven is pressing down on earth. We're under a pressure of heaven. We're not under the pressure of Russia, even though that's a kingdom. We're not under the pressure of China. We're not under the pressure of America. There is a kingdom pressure pressing down in the earth realm. And it's causing us all to shake a little. Because what it's doing is it's pressing you into a new mold and a new identity. And with this kingdom shift occurring... God says, my church of the latter days, and and that might include the Mormons too, I don't know. But my church expression of the latter days will be a kingdom expression. 
Now, here's something else. For the kingdom of God doesn't consist in words, people. You can't talk the kingdom of God into somebody. Now, you can't get saved without a preacher, but you can't just talk kingdom of God. The kingdom of God doesn't consist in words, but in power. Say power! Say power! Power! Now, here's the war. The war is for life and wholeness. See, divine recovery, restoration, is about receiving revelation. Now, revelation uncovers what's been hidden. It's about receiving revelation so you not only speak it, but demonstrate it. And so, God's desire for each one of us individually and corporately is for us to express His wholeness. Now, hell hates the thought of that. Hell has to fragment you. Make you look like you have been broken in pieces. Make you have so many scars that that you feel fragile all the time. That's hell's role. But here's what John 10.10 says. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. I came that you would have an abundance of life. That means every step you choose to take, there's this overflowing dimension that starts bubbling up. In your blood. Now I'm going to say it the way... The Word of God really says it. I came that you would enjoy life. And what you were meant to enjoy, hell is determined to rob from you. But look at somebody and say, I'm choosing. That's what you're choosing over every day. Are you going to enjoy life? I remember, now I have walked with the Lord since, I started when I was 11, since I was 18 I've walked with Him. I've abased, I've abounded. In the midst of it, I have recognized the war. And yet, one thing I can honestly say to each one of you and all of you witnesses out there that are listening, every day I have chosen to keep walking. 
And it's been lots of stuff to walk through. Lots of stuff. But some way or another, I know if I choose, he activates me by his spirit. Through my blood, all of a sudden his spirit does something to come alive so I can take the next step. Now, the next step might be another war. But at least I took the next step. And so, Penny Jackson and and Pam and I sometimes will visit early. We'll do a Bible study. And one morning, two weeks ago, uh, we were talking about their struggle that they were having in their war against diabetes, both of them. Now, reality is you're going to have to war against disease. So don't pretend it's not there. You're going to have to know that hell wants to inflict and weaken you. That's what the word infirmity means. That hell will weaken you in a way that you can't stand firm. That's what it means. That there will be some weakness inflicted on you that stops you from walking forward by his spirit and completing your path. That's why I admire Doris in mid-90s almost right now. Listen, when she couldn't keep walking on her feet, she got a scooter that could go faster. Now, that's what it looks like. You have the ability to find a way to get where you need to get to. So, Penny said these words and all of a sudden, you know what happens when all of a sudden, just somebody will say something and you're caught up into the heavens. It just throws you up into a realm. She said, diabetes is killjoy. And all of a sudden, God caught me up and showed me that demon killjoy. Everybody say killjoy. It wasn't a word. It wasn't a mass of words. It was a demon force being that I saw how it was formed. I saw its language. I saw how it operated. And I said, we're going to war with killjoy. Now say killjoy. 
She didn't say, diabetes robs my joy. That's different. She said, diabetes is killjoy. Now, let me define, go ahead, Brian, killjoy to you. Look at somebody and say, we're going to defeat this killjoy demon. I got to say it. Is there people of joy in the house? Now, it's a person. Now, this is the definition of the person. It's a noun. It's not a verb. It's a noun. It's a person of any invited being. Are inhabited being. That includes spiritual forces that attempts to rob a person from enjoying a moment. Have you ever known a killjoy in your life? It wouldn't matter if all of a sudden gold was pouring down on you from heaven. They would say, something to try to stop the poor. But God showed me this structured being. And he showed me how he would walk up to people. How he would find the moment to inflict them. What he would say to He saw me, I saw him. And you know, once you see something, it belongs to you. Now I'm telling you, it's going to get hotter this summer. It's going to get hotter this week. But you're going to get hotter in a way that when Killjoy, when Killjoy speaks to you, you're going to have the right word to speak back. And you're going to choose to look at killjoy. You're going to treat killjoy as the person or being that it really is. You're going to quit thinking everything is natural. Now, you're going to quit thinking that you are living in a natural world. One book I was reading this week said every world is supernatural. The people of that world just get used to it. We get familiar with it. Therefore, we don't see the supernatural realm and dimension that really makes up the movement of the world. You're going to see this thing as a demon. A demon entity that knows how and when to touch you. Killjoy. Just clap your hands right now and say, Killjoy!
Now, to defeat killjoy, you have, I can, he, he came to kill, steal, and destroy. What you were meant to enjoy. So you're going to have to know what joy is. Now, let's look at joy. Joy, when I said there's this kingdom pressure coming on the church for the latter days. See, joy is the mark or sign of the believers individually. And when we gather corporately, it's what we have to exhibit. Wouldn't you hate to gather with people and there not be any celebration or expression? Now, joy is an outward expression. Everybody say expression. It, it, it has an excitement about it that all of a sudden, some way, the Spirit of God has shown you something so down deep in you that your blood shifted. And the fullness of God within you all of a sudden started moving. And the depression, see, these are called killjoy robbers. The depression that was trying to hold your spirit intact Something moved in you to move the depression. And then something moved in you to cause the oppression, which is outward. The heat can be oppressive. That causes the outward pressure you were receiving to have to divide. But it has to start in your blood. Diabetes is killjoy. That says in her blood, in Pam's blood, the Spirit of God has an ability to activate the Godhead in such a way that it can force killjoy out of their bodies. But it's hard. It's daily. It's hourly. Lust. Gluttony. Fear is the worst killjoy. You'd be surprised how killjoy will bring a, will hold hands with fear and they will come and talk to you. And tell you the plan that hell has for you. And they can talk in such a way that make you think that it's logical intelligent and worth you believing. Joy isn't just some expression of excitement. Joy is a fruit. It's not an emotion. That's where people get 
confused, there is a rejoicing that causes your emotions to express and produce fruit. Because, see, joy is going to have a manifestation. You can't produce it. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, then joy. So there you are, back to that love factor. If you can't find that embracing of God in you so that His love moves through you towards something, killjoy is going to find you. And killjoy is going to start speaking to you. And before long, once a demon entity starts speaking to you, it builds up a thought process in your brain and impregnates it with unbelief so you think it's real. That's how demons operate. They're going to impregnate your strongholds. They're going to make them look very intelligent. They're going to make you sound really religious. All the time, they're building up a structure so you can have the blessings God meant you to have to enjoy life. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to get past that. I'm going to stop this voice and I'm going to get those blessings. Now, joy is a well that is primed by a person. Now, this has to become real to you today. These are entities. Killjoy is a supernatural person that is spiritually empowered to find you. Holy Spirit is a person. Not some floating cloud out here. It's the third, he is the third person of the Godhead that chose to live inside of you. And it's that person that's going to start pumping that well down in you called joy. Now put your hand here and say, I know the well's there somewhere. <laughs> and if you let Holy Spirit pump you enough, all of a sudden it starts bubbling. And you said, there's some water down there I didn't even know I had. 
hot outside, but I feel water bubbling up. And all of a sudden, that well called joy starts manifesting through Shania. And everybody around her, including Killjoy, backs, backs up. Killjoy has to leave her atmosphere. And then all of a sudden, Lisa says, I gotta have a drink of that. Think about what happened at Pentecost. They were drunk. They were all drinking from this well called Holy, that Holy Spirit was pumping up. And let me tell you something. Killjoy has an army that has all of this debris that they want to throw in your well. But if you keep pumping, <laughs> look at somebody and say, you got to keep pumping it, baby. <laughs> if you keep pumping it, all of a sudden, that limb that flew into your well is going to just float on out. Your well is not going to get uh, blocked. The heat ain't going to dry it up. The disease is not going to overtake it. Because you're going to keep Telling the Holy Spirit, pop on. Listen to me, all of you out there on the web. There's a bunch of you that's quit allowing Holy Spirit to pump. Because you think you know more about your well than God knows about your well. And God sent Holy Spirit to you to cause your well to pump. Because Shania needs to give Lisa a drink this week because Killjoy is set against her. And Shania's going to go over there and say, we're going to pump him all the way out of your house. Shall defeat Killjoy! Defeat Killjoy! Does that mean there's no sufferings and sorrow? Well, of course not. Do you know what God says? In the midst of your sufferings and sorrow, you're going to manifest and allow Holy Spirit to pump your joy well so eventually people are going to drink out of your sufferings and your sorrows. But they're not going to drink your grief they're going to drink your joy.
can grieve with you, but I don't want to drink it. I've had to drink my bitter grief by myself. Then you're going to say this month. Now, if Holy Spirit, if you'll pump, joy will come up. And as I make a choice to worship, now look at somebody, you're going to have to choose to worship because hell does not want, that giant that was in that promised land says, now how are you going to worship in front of me? And you're going to say, let me take a step back. I'm going to look at you while he pumps. And while Holy Spirit's pumping, I'm going to get a good deep drink. And then you're going to say, oh, wait a minute. In my well that's coming up, there's a stone about to take you out. It didn't bother God when you step back and wait for the pump to kick in. Some of you want to go headlong against some demon or some enemy before God has Holy Spirit pumping inside of you. Now there's there's another manifestation of joy. Every time you help build his house, joy gets louder in you. They couldn't, when they came back to rebuild the temple, the glory of the latter house was going to be greater than the glory of the former. They couldn't distinguish the shouts of joy from the weeping of the lost because it all became one. And in this kingdom war of the worlds right now, you're going to just have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And if you do that and it finds joy, you'll find joy. Doesn't matter whether you like something or not, you learn to manifest the word through you. And then something else is going to happen in you. You're going to break the reproach off of you of the last war you lost. Now I'm telling you, you're going to break the reproach of the last war that you lost off of you. Run, honey. Run. Let me tell you, Killjoy, you get in front of her, you're going down. See, anytime you lose a war, a reproach comes on you. It started on America during the Korean War, got worse 
during the Vietnam War and has continued on and until the kingdom people of God rise up and manifest joy throughout this entire nation, all of that reproach that has rested on this nation won't lift off. Won't lift off your nation either. Because we are people above all people. And we're a people with a Holy Spirit pump. Let's stand up. You need to tell somebody there's going to be some pumping going on this week. My well is going to be flowing. Look at somebody next to you and say, I'll help you with kill joy because I'm going I'm to get joy. Joy cometh in the morning. You need to say joy's coming. You need to say joy's coming, kill joy's going. And look at somebody next to you that's going through hell and say, we can run off, kill joy. Holy Spirit, we give you access to pump our wells this week. And before long, we're all going to be overflowing in abundance and enjoying life. Everybody shout. As Chuck, as Chuck was speaking, I was like, you know, I believe that many of us need to choose that we're not going to allow ourselves to fall into the trap of killjoy through that thing that makes us think that we already know what's going to happen. That thing we've already decided what the outcome is going to be. We've already decided how things are going to go. So we're just going to forego faith and just stay where we are. But killjoy, one of the things of killjoy is that it kills, it doesn't only kill joy, it kills faith because it stops you from moving in a realm of the unknown. But we have to allow the Spirit of God to pump that joy into us regardless of what we think is going to happen. Regardless of what we have not seen. Regardless of, of whether we think something's going to go the way we desire or not. Father, we choose joy. We choose joy. We choose faith. We choose faith. And I'm, per, I'm somebody who can testify for a lot of my life because of, of my upbringing and different things like that, different situations and experiences, I begin to measure everything by the previous experience. I, I know many of you can probably relate. I don't go in here because this is what happened the first time and the second time. I don't talk to that person because this is what happened last time. I don't step out in faith 
in this area because this is what happened before. But without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. And if you're not pleasing him, that's, that means you're not delighting in him. If you're not delighting in him, you're not going to experience the fullness of joy that he wants you to experience. Lord, I'm willing, I'm willing to not get what I want as long as my joy is not killed. Lord, we desire your faith. We desire your faith. I'm willing to, to be disappointed in, an, in a result as long as I can keep moving forward. As long as I can keep seeing you. As long as my eyes can see you in my peripheral and in, in before me. As long as I can continue to see you. Lord, my faith will remain full. My joy will remain full in the name of Jesus. We choose joy. Yeah. We choose faith. Yes. We choose your glory. We choose your voice. And your voice we will hear. We won't follow the voice of another. We won't follow the voice of that kill joy. We won't allow our circumstances to hold us down. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we choose joy, we choose faith, we choose joy, hallelujah. Come on, shout joy, shout joy. Choose joy, let it move you, let it move you, let it move you, and I choose joy, let it move you, let it move you, let it move you, and I choose joy, let it move you, oh, let it move you, yeah, let it move you, sing it, I choose joy, let it move you. And let it move you, let it move you. Sing, I choose joy. Let it move you, let it move you, let it move you. I choose joy. Let it move you, hey, let it move you, let it move you. As an act of faith, as an act of faith, can we just let it move us? Let's move something. Move your knees, move your feet, move your hair, move something.
Or we gonna choose joy this week? Or you gonna choose joy the rest of your life? Come on, give him another shout. One more thing. When Killjoy speaks to you this week, you tell Holy Spirit to pump you and tell Killjoy it is written. Amen. You be blessed. We'll see you next week. Hallelujah.